Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Craig, can you hear me? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I can. You kind of cut out for a second there. Okay. Well, happy Wednesday, y'all. Um, it's 11 o'clock here on the East Coast, but I'm sure for the most of you, it is 8 a.m. in the morning. And um, we have an exciting topic to talk about today, and that's relationships. And uh, my name is Allie, by the way, and I've been on here a few times, but if you don't know me, I'm actually a real estate agent out in the Charlotte area. Been doing it about three years now, and, and I absolutely love it. And our friend here, Craig, has been on it more than I have. So you all you loyal agent power huddles, people know Craig and heard Craig. He's great. But what he does and specializes in is um, he's actually an unbeatable mind coach. And um, if you want to go back and listen to his past videos, he has great content on that. And he's an expert on it. But, uh, you know, fun fact here is that Craig's actually in the process of getting his real estate license. And, yeah, I'm uh, close. I've finished the content and I'm ready to take the test. So yeah shortly and we should all give him credit because they they say and i don't know where they get this from but they say north carolina is the second hardest uh real estate exam test so um yeah you know <laughs> we wish him luck and you know he'll do great we know we know he will he calls me sometimes and goes do you do you remember this in class like what the heck does this mean you know it's a whole different mm -hmm. the test is kind of but anyways, you know, as soon as he becomes a real estate agent, he's actually going to join with EXP too. So that's a big announcement. How is that going, by the way, Craig? Do you have anything? To share? Does anyone have any advice for Craig for the test? It's, We've all it's going good. I've, I've completed the course. It is a lot of content and I did it online. So I'm studying for the uh, course exam and then uh, I'll take the state there shortly after. But it's going good. It's really interesting. You know, it is a lot of content, and um, but it's but it's good stuff. I'm excited about it. Yeah, so um, we're we're excited about it, and Craig's going to help on the real estate side, but most importantly, help with the huddles and agent attraction and all that. But on to our topic again. It's it's relationships, and the and the topic advertised online is working relationships. And Craig and I got together this morning, and I think it's going to be way more than that. We're going to go into depth about it. And the reason why I, I picked this subject or this topic when Lisa asked me what we want to present, um, and it's funny, it relates kind of back to Craig. Ironically, um, we are working with his parents to find a house, right? And um, they, they're probably, all, I love all of our clients, but they're one of my favorites. Um, great people. And um you know, I, I have a really good relationship with them. And what made me want to talk about this subject today is um, I actually got a call from them last week. And when they call me, we're officially under contract. Okay, finally, you know, right now, in every market, wherever you are, I'm sure it's a very competitive and hard market for buyers right now. And um, so we finally got under contract, and it was a big win. And they're really excited about it. But prior to going under contract, I met with them almost every day looking for houses like every day for, and they're not slow to look at houses. I mean, it's probably about an hour per house to look at houses. 
So there was a long period of time where I'm, you know, we're, we're together every single day and I loved it. Um, they're great. We bring coffee and stuff and it was, it was awesome. But then we went under contract, which is, which is awesome. That's what we want to do. We want to find them a house. And a few days go by and I'm like, huh, it's kind of weird. I haven't seen Craig's parents in a while. Like where, where have they been? You know? And what was so funny is, uh, Craig's mom calls me. She's like, Hey Allie, you know, and just starts talking to me. And like, we're like five minutes into the, the conversation. I'm thinking this has nothing to do with the transaction. She's literally calling me to talk to me. And I, I just thought that was so, so cool. And I kind of like fished for it. I'm like, it's, I said, yeah, Anna, it's kind of, it's kind of weird that I haven't seen you in a while. You know, she goes, you know what? That's why I called. I think I kind of miss you, you know? And it was so cute. And, um, you know, I, and I hung up the phone and I kind of reflected on a few things because um, I was telling Craig this morning, if I talked to the 22 year old me, I'm 28 today. If I went back and told my 22 year old self, like, hey, you know, you're going to be able to work with clients that are what I don't, I don't even know how old your parents are, Craig, um, but probably at least 40 years older than you. Not only that, you're going to have a great, relationship with them talking, you know, transaction wise, but not only that on the personal side, if you told me that at the age of 22, I would laugh and like in your face, I'd be like, yeah, right. You know, like, um, and I look back on like, you know, middle school days and high school days and stuff. And I, I just kind of made a conscious decision not to have really have much of a relationship with people. And I, and some people, it's not that I couldn't talk to people. I kind of just didn't want to. And go, then I, you know, you start growing up and uh, relating to people and getting jobs. You know, I bartended and I was in leasing for a while. And I realized that conscious decision that I made earlier on in life has, has affected me in a bad way. Now there's good things about it. I'm not going to say it's all bad, but for the most part, and just for the purpose of this podcast, it's, it kind of didn't help me at all, you know? So <clears throat> I've learned a lot since then, obviously. And, um, I want to kind of just go through that and talk about how I went from not having relationships really with anyone that wasn't really close to me to now I'm working with people that have different backgrounds, completely different interests. You know, they're from the South. I'm from up North, um, huge age difference, you know, different, just different all around the board. And all of a sudden we're like best friends. And I want, I want to give it a, kind of like an idea to people, you can't not acknowledge that kind of stuff. You got to remember and celebrate that that's a big accomplishment. So anyways, that's why I wanted to pick the topic. I know that I kind of went on the rant about that, but I thought that was cool. And, and of course it relates to Craig since it's, it's his parents. So, so when me and Craig were talking, well, there's two ways you can have a relationship, right? One is with yourself and two is with others. And it's funny because we both agreed that what's most important before you have any kind of relationship with anyone else, it's the relationship with yourself. So we're, yeah. we're going to, and Craig's going to um, notate that on that too. So we're going to try, we're going to try to hit having relationships with others, but I think we have so much content on having relationships with yourself first that before you can actually have real relationships with other people. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. I, it's kind of funny because Allie and I were talking this morning. We kind of worked on these uh, our, our content separately, but it, it all aligned up so well. And a lot of it is indeed about how we feel about ourselves. I think having good relationships starts, it starts with us, right? And one, one of my um, <clears throat> my favorite uh, quotes or, or scriptures, if you want to, I guess it is a scripture, but, uh, you know, Jesus was asked what the greatest commands were. And first was love God. He said, the second one is like the first, love your neighbor as yourself. And I love that. Uh, I, I love that piece of the, of the scripture. And if we don't love ourselves, how in the world are we going to love our neighbor, right? <clears throat> so I think it does start with there. We have to do some self-evaluation. We have to figure out, are there things, you know, do I love myself? You know, there are things that about me that, that I need to change in order to establish a better relationship with myself. And if so, what are those? So I, I love this whole relationship uh, conversation. I, I believe 100% that relationships are the foundation of everything, whether it's business or or whatever, you know, and <clears throat> I'm still obviously learning a lot about real estate, but I know that that Matthew, Hanks, and, and Allie have been very successful. And I was blown away by the presentation that, that Matthew did on this on this call about the sphere of influence. And then I listened to another one, uh, and I meant to look the guy's name up, but it was the gentleman who was a baseball player and he had the tattoos. And he seemed to have the same business mindset. Well, that's, he, he said that his business was based on relationship and not necessarily transaction. So I think this is a fantastic topic. And I, and I believe, you know, when Ali asked me to come on, I was excited about doing it because I believe, I believe in it. And I believe it's, uh, it definitely is foundational. Yeah. And um, it, it goes so far beyond real estate. And everyone looks at real estate in a different way. And, but like what Craig said, and he'll know once he jumps in a little, a little bit more, the way that our team functions and likes to focus is, is just the relationship part. So we wanted to talk about that today. And um, there's four different points uh, relating to improving the relationship with yourself that we're going to cover. And the first point is learning how to spend time with you. Not, not forced, but actually taking time to spend time with yourself and how that helps. The second one is to stop dwelling on the past. We all have a past that we're not happy about or it could change or things that happened that we wish that didn't happen. And I feel like people dwell on that and it comes out in their relationship with themselves and other people. So that's the second one. Don't dwell on your past and forgive yourself. The third one's affirmations. And we all have heard about that, but Craig is an expert on it. Um, so we're going to go over that. And the fourth one is vision. So those are the four things we're going to talk about today. And if we have time, we were, we're going to go over how to um, improve relationships with other people, but I don't know if we'll get there. Right, Craig? We could definitely have two sessions with this. You know, we could focus on on one on just ourselves, and, and then another one on on other people once we once we establish that baseline. But yeah, yeah, you're 100 right. And a lot of what Ali said there, the first three are really going to drive into the fourth. You know, spending right. time alone and and uh, and affirmations and doing those things are going to help us create a vision for our for our future. Exactly, Craig. And the first thing we're going to talk about is spending time with yourself and. I'm on my mobile, so I can't see whoever who's on here and who's not on camera. But can anyone here like really say that they can sit by themselves and actually like want to spend time 
with themselves. And maybe, maybe just a, a hand up or something. Now, if you think about it, a lot of us, a lot of people, you know, myself included at times, maybe more so in the past, I'm, I'm way better at it now, but we want to fill up the space. Like I work out of my house here right now. And so I'm the only one here. Uh, you know, I want to have some music on or, or maybe I'm, I'm listening to the news or something like that. So, and you know, I never really know what my thoughts are because there's always some clutter. There's always something else going on in the background. So really, you know, uh, Unbeatable Mind is a mindset program. Allie touched on me being an Unbeatable Mind coach earlier. And it was developed by a retired Navy SEAL commander. His name is Mark Devine. And one of the essential elements we talk about in our program is sacred silence. Because when we sit alone with our thoughts, um, we can find out a lot about ourselves and the, and the way that we think and the way that we see the world. So one of the things we teach is a breath practice, and I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about what that looks like now, but sitting in silence and just trying to focus on our breath gives us the opportunity to evaluate what our thoughts are. So where are you with yourself, right? So when you sit down and you're in silence and you're just trying to focus on the breath, you know, you might post, your, you might post that question to yourself. How do I, who am I? How do I feel about myself? You know, where are my shortcomings? And, and then you focus on that breathing pattern and those thoughts will come up, right? A lot of people think that breathing and meditation, you're supposed to clear your mind. And when they sit down, their, their mind goes all these different places and they get frustrated and quit. But the point is, those thoughts are good. We're human. They're going to come up. Uh, but what are they? You know, what, when we sit in that silence, what are our thoughts? We're alone with those thoughts. What are they about? Another thing that, that having that silence and that, and that breath practice is going to do is it's going to allow us to create space between our thoughts and our reactions. Okay, because most of the time, um, when something happens, we immediately react, right? So Allie and I have a conversation. You know, she says something that gets under my skin or, or, or I feel that trigger coming on. You know, I can immediately lash out at Allie or I can say, man, that that pissed me off. You know, I'm triggered right now. What am I going to do about that? And then I can choose the way that I react. And that's, that's a superpower when it comes to relationships, right? Because I can, I can sound off at Allie and she can forgive, possibly forget maybe, but those words never, ever come back. Right. And they may, <laughs> you know, that thought may come back up at some point. Well, Craig was a real jerk. He's a, you know, he's a jerk. But if I can see that, if I can create the space, and I think it was Frankel who said the, the space between the, the thought and the reaction is where the growth happens. Right? I'm, 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 I'm blowing that. But it really is a superpower. If we can take that time to, to decide what our reaction is going to be. And so that silence is, is golden. I'm with you. Yeah. And that takes self-control too. And that could be a whole other topic. You talk about reaction and um, have you guys seen that meme lately? It's been going around Facebook. It's like, you know, you have real self-control when you delete that savage text and just reply. Okay. Um, I think that, <laughs> I think that relates a lot to what Craig said. I mean, talk about the self-control that it takes to take, really take a deep breath and think before you react. That could be a whole other topic, Craig. That's, that's a good, that's a that's good a one. Another topic for another day is, is breath control, right? There's so much there. It sounds so silly because we all breathe, but right. there's, so much, there's so much benefit to that. So first of all, it's going to help us to think about who we really think we are. 
And then we can go change that. When those thoughts come up, I can, that might be some belief that I can work on myself. It might be some belief that I take to a friend or to a coach. If it's some kind of deep trauma that I've, you know, that I've experienced that's causing these thought patterns, it may be that I have to see a therapist to, to deal with that stuff. And, and I'm, I'm all, I'm all about those kind of things. So finding out what your thoughts are about yourself and then being able to create that space between reaction and um, uh, between, you know, the trigger and the reaction. Those two things are, are gold. They're going to help with relationships tremendously. Yeah, exactly. And when, when I talk to other people about spending time with themselves, they think it's so foreign and like, what, you know, spend time with them. That's weird, you know? And like, just, you just think about it. Like we're in, when we're in the car, I mean, we're blasting music. We're, we're not even focusing on what's going on. Like if I ask you what, what kind of cars did you pass by? And like, I don't know, like completely like zombie mode, you know, just, just spacing out and listening to music or even in the shower, like anytime that you have time by yourself, start, you'll probably start realizing how much you try to distract actually being with yourself. And yeah, exactly. And I think it brings people anxiety to really think like spend time with yourself, just, just think. And what I think people get anxiety about it and where that anxiety comes from is what I believe is um, insecurities. Cause if you're by yourself, all of those insecurities that you kind of paint a picture of or try to um, hold back or hide or bury or anything like that, it naturally just comes to the surface and people don't want to face their insecurities. Absolutely. And right, Craig. And I think there needs to be a way that we know how to tackle those insecurities. And I did this not knowing that I did this, you know, cause I'm, I'm listening to podcasts all the time. So I'm starting to be able to really communicate what I've done. Because while you're while I was doing it, I had no idea this is what I was doing in my mind. But I would write, like, I would think, what am I insecure about? Like, what, what am I insecure about? What triggers me? And I would reflect on it. And I would just go ahead and work on it. I, I immediately, I'm going to, nope, I'm, I'm not going to be insecure about this anymore. I'm going to go ahead and do it and tackle it. And I think the first thing is to really realize who you are and what you're insecure about. And people just don't want to do that. They just don't want to be honest with themselves, which leaves you to not want to spend time with yourself and have that personal relationship. So yeah, I don't want to get too far ahead, but you know, as you, as you begin to identify those securities, insecurities, we're going to talk about some ways to perhaps overcome those. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, but spending time in silence, that sacred silence is, is definitely a great starting place. And another time or another reason um, to think about or way to overcome the fear of being by yourself and talking to yourself is to obviously tackle your, tackle your insecurities, what we just talked about. But another thing too, I, I feel like people don't do today. And I, and I see it in the work field. I see it with other agents. I see it with clients is that they don't give themselves any credit at all. And I'm like, did you realize what you just did? That's a huge, like a clapping for them. Like realize what you did, you, you know, give yourself credit and, and kind of um, like me mentioning earlier, like I, I had no relationship and I'm, I'm, I can say that in front of the live audience right now and YouTube and whoever wants to watch this. I mean, I didn't, and that's an insecurity of mine. And I was able to realize it and I'm giving myself credit for overcoming that. Yeah. 
that that's a very good thing you bring up there is, is realizing your accomplishments. So, you know, a lot of people uh, never think about those kind of things and never think about the things they've accomplished. So when they have right. something new come up, it's like, I can't do this. You know, I'm going to come right. on this panel and speak. I can't do that. You know, I'm, I'm not a great speaker. I'm, I'm this or that. You know, and those are the things that we don't love about ourselves. But one of the things that I wanted to share with this group today is, is a concept that I first heard from Jack Canfield. Jack is the chicken soup for the soul guy. And he talks about um, doing, a, doing an evaluation of the things that you've done in, in your life. Dean Graziosi, who's a real estate guy, you know, he calls it, uh, what did he call it? The cool things about me, right? So I've actually done this exercise and I've got these things written down in, in a journal here. You know, what are the cool and interesting things that I've done over, over my life? And I started writing, I started writing stuff down and I was like, well, that's, that's a pretty good list. You know, I've done some pretty cool stuff, right? And so the, the idea there is when you think that you're not worthy or you can't do something, you review that list and you say, wow, well, if I did this, you know, I stood on the stage in front of 750 people for, for, three, for three services and spoke to a, to a packed out church. I can, I can go on the power huddle and do okay, you know? So, you know, you realize those accomplishments. You, you, you go back over those things and you say, well, if I did that, then I can definitely do this, you know? Or if I did all these things, I'm not such a, I'm not such a loser after all. You know, I, I can do some stuff. And if you're on this call, you know, if you're on this call, I'm assuming that you've probably done some pretty cool stuff. So it's a fun exercise that you can do. And I, I would encourage everybody to do it. Um, and there's different ways, right? Canfield says to write it in a journal. Uh, David Goggins, if you know who he is, he writes it in a journal. Uh, I mentioned Graziosi. Tim Ferriss has a jar and he calls it the jar of awesomeness. And he's got his things written on a post-it note and then folded up. And whenever he needs a boost of confidence, he'll reach in the jar and pull something out. Oh, I'm a New York Times bestseller, you know? And, yeah. and it's just little reminders of the accomplishments that we've had. It builds that self-esteem and that confidence. Yeah, absolutely. Or you can, or it can be more like short term. Like it doesn't have to be throughout your whole life and what you've accomplished. Maybe you want to do something short term and just list five things that, that you're happy about, about yourself. Like, oh, I'm, I'm committed. There's one thing I know. I may be pushed down and I may have not gotten that sale, but guess what? I'm, I'm still doing it. I'm a committed person. Acknowledge it. That's huge. That is huge. Just that one thing. And another thing I wrote down is um, my intuition. I trust my intuition. So when things are getting bad and I feel like things are kind of falling apart or something's not right, or I'm, if I'm like down, we all have down days. What, what do you like about yourself? Oh, I, my intuition is great. Well, I guess that is true. I do have good intuition. And, and you know, because it, it helps you. So give yourself credit. Because I can ask people, all right, write a list of five things you don't like about it yourself. It would probably take you less than a second. Oh, I know. Okay, well, what are five things you do like about yourself? Huh. Didn't really think about that. And it's, and it's bad because that's, it, that's what you tell yourself. That's the conversation with yourself is what's bad. Not, not what you like about yourself. So I think that's a good exercise, Craig, do that. And kind of just list right now, list five things that you like about yourself and focus on that when things get bad or when you're by yourself and bad thoughts come to your mind. Think about the good things and have it right in front of you. I have it right here on my notes. We have six minutes left, so I think we should jump to number two. 
I think, uh, you know, um, we can probably kind of combine the affirmations into a longer term vision. Let's do that. Um, if you wanted to do that. So, yeah. So vision. Everybody should have a vision for themselves, for their lives, not just career, in my opinion, but for their whole lives. Right. Um, and it sh- I, I believe that it should be written down. So, you know, who are you today? And you're going to discover that in, in your in your silence practice and those kind of things. But have a written vision. And you write that vision down, you know, who do you want to be in your life? So we used to think and, and neuroscientists used to think and that we our brains were static and whatever we were born with is what we have. And as we get older, we lose it and, and things, you know, things go downhill. Well, it turns out there's this thing called neuroplasticity, which which means the mind is kind of like a muscle. The brain's like a muscle. The more we use it, the more the more things we put in it, the, the stronger it gets. And it actually uh you know, it can create new pathways and things like that. So think about who you are today and where you are today and where you want to be. And then you write that down into a, a vision. And so my vision, I've included, um, you know, I've included how do I want my family life to be, my finances, my relationships, my health, my life. And then, and then my career is last because my career should be a reflection of, of how I want to live my life. And the way I have this thing written out is I have it written out in the present tense, okay? So I am a great dad and spend time with my children. Not I'm going to, or I will. You wanna make that, you wanna make those statements present tense. And then those present tense statements can be used as affirmations. So in my mind, the vision and the affirmations can kind of work together. And so what I do every day, and everything I'm telling you guys today about breathing, you know, and all this, I do that stuff. I'm not just telling you guys to, to go do this. I actually, these are, these are my daily practices. So I get up in the morning as part of my morning ritual where I do my breathing. I actually read this out loud to myself. And what I'm doing as I'm reading it is I'm visualizing myself being this person. And, and, and relationships are in here. You know, I take care of people. I'm calm, cool, and collected in all situations. You know, I love my neighbor as myself. And I'm seeing myself doing these things and I'm feeling the emotion that goes along with that. You know, how do my kids light up when I'm a good dad? You know, how does it feel to drive my Porsche? You know, th- those kind of things. And it, and it starts to that, that emotion is the real kicker. You know, that's what really drives us forward. And then we can fall back on that vision throughout the day when we start having a down moment or whatever, you know, uh, and we use that vision kind of like affirmation. And then finally, at the end of the day, right before I go to bed, I read this thing again, you know, mm-hmm. and then I start believing these things about myself and it pushes me in that direction. So that's another great way, I think, to, to, to see what your future might be. And I, one of the topics that Ali wanted to cover was not spending time in the past. And this goes along with that because we're, we're, we're writing what we want our future to be down on paper. And then we're reading it on a daily basis, believing it. And what that does is it pushes us in that direction. We'll start doing things on a subconscious level in order to put ourselves here. And so that's the that's the the way I see the affirmations and the vision working together to create our future. Yeah, I agree with that. Because if you I feel like and we don't have enough time, but even just t- making peace with your past, we can make another topic about that. Cause I mean, I have three pages of notes here to talk about that and, um, doing the affirmation future. 
You're not focusing. You cut out. Say that one more time. The affirmations is a good idea because it relates to not dwelling on the past and making peace with the past. Well, because you're focusing on the future. 100%. What you do want. So that is that. Uh, we only had two minutes left. Do you guys, does anyone have any questions for us that could be related to this topic or or not? So I think we spent a lot of time today talking about what we can do internally to better ourselves. And that's going to better our outward relationships, folks. No, no doubt about that 100%. So maybe at some point we can come back and talk about relating to other people. Yeah. Or we can continue this because I feel like we haven't hit half the stuff we even wanted to, to mention. <laughs> Lisa will have us back on here, hopefully again, to talk about this because you can tell that we're su- super passionate about it. And we love talking about this stuff. Craig and I and Matthew, we all get together all the time and talk about this. So thank you all again for having us on. We really enjoyed it. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Allie. Thank you for asking me. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.